Hi, and welcome to the podcast, No Hesitations. I am your host, Jade Joyner, interior designer, CEO, and entrepreneur. Each week, I'm sitting down with a variety of entrepreneurs, leaders, and guides and gurus to chat about life, business, and life and business, the good, the bad, and the ugly, (laughs) the hardships and the triumphs, the mistakes and the lessons. Just as in life, business never seems to go the way we plan. There's a lot of mistakes we made along the way as you grow and learn. My motto is don't wait for it to happen, make it happen. Have no hesitations. Today I'm joined by the beautiful and smart Jessica Weber of Weber Coleman. She is someone I've been working with professionally for over a year now on doing custom kitchens and she is so talented. Um, she, when I have a question and I want to know how something works or if there's a better product out there, I head directly to Jessica. I also love our one-on-one chats when I visit her in her office because we talk about you know products and selections and I can bring a client and she helps me with helping the client steer them in the right direction and she just is so so knowledgeable. So today I'm really lucky to have her in studio and to get to interview her for the first time ever. Let's get over to Jessica. I'm so excited today to have Jessica Weber in my studio. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So Jessica is kitchen designer. What is your official title? Um, my official title is kitchen and bath designer. Mm-hmm. I have a certification through the National Kitchen and Bath Association, um, but generally all around do whatever needs to be done to get the job done. <laughs> I'm not a, above getting my hands dirty, you know, getting on a job site on my hands and knees and just getting done what needs to be done. Wait, now you're not just wearing high heels all day and no makeup way. and picking out swatches? I love a good wedge now. <laughs> I love a good wedge shoe, but... Um, I am definitely on job sites, and um, yeah, it's a lot of dimensions, it's a lot of measuring, it's a lot of paperwork, and it's definitely not all uh, glamorous. Glamorous, no. no uh, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions that people have of the interiors industry specifically. Yes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and if you've met any of the young girls that I've been working with who come in here and think that they're just going to be sitting in a pretty office, picking paint samples, right? Um, making a paint plan. It's just shocking. Yes. So yes. No, it's it's definitely an industry. You have to. You're you're physically involved in it. You're mentally. You have to be on top of it, um, especially with kitchen and bath design. The measurements are everything. So let's back up a little bit. You um, run the company with your dad, mm-hmm. Weber Coleman. Yes. Custom cabinetry. Mm-hmm. And you also have a um, contracting business. Mm-hmm. And is that called Weber Coleman as well? It's Weber Development and Construction. Okay. So Weber Coleman is our cabinet business. Se- completely separate business is our um, construction company. Uh, but they work hand in hand really well together. Awesome. And when did that come about? That began about 14 years ago. The cabinet business was just clicking along and doing great. And I mean, honestly, my dad and I got bored and we just needed a new challenge and and something else to do. Yeah. And um, it was also a great way for us to keep our cabinet employees busy. Right. It makes so much sense. It's like a dovetail. Yes. Yes. It was just perfect. And we had a lot of knowledge of that industry, cabinets are a big part of any kitchen or bathroom remodel. So it was a really, really natural fit. Yeah. And um, one of the things that our clients really appreciate about us is that we really hold their hand. Yes. Not that anyone really needs their hand held, but 
a lot of people just need that extra affirmation of yes, you're making the right decision. And I feel like a lot of contractors tend to just throw their clients to the wolves basically and aren't really helping them step-by-step through the process um, to get the cohesive end product that they're looking for. Because if you've never done any construction, you have no idea what's going to happen, you know, how things can come you know, pop up and then, you know, things can be figured out and settled. You just don't know the process. And there's so so many details, so many details, so many things to think through and, you know, be intentional about this space. And what I tell my clients all the time is, listen, at the end of the day, it's your house and it's your money. You're the one that's going to be living there. so alike. That's (laughs) so alike. (laughs) It's kind of weird. Uh, In a great way. Yes. Um, That's exactly what I tell my clients. Like, I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. This is your house. And I want it to be fantastic for you. And I'll guide you through the sea of choices and help you make... I'll make all the suggestions and, and, and plan your space. But ultimately, I want you to be happy. That's right. Yeah. And it takes a while to get there sometimes. And I feel like also that is a misconception that a lot of young designers have coming into the industry. Certainly, there's the place for the designer who has kind of their look, if you mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can pick that out of a magazine anywhere. Yes. And But a lot of people like that yes. kind of surety of knowing this is exactly what it's going to look like at the end. Right. But I really like to work with each client and personalize each space for them. Yes. Because each each client doesn't want the same thing. No, and it's also about the experience, you know, I mean, I think that each client that works with us gets a very custom, bespoke experience. And they're able to, you know, I, I, I rarely repeat pieces. I rarely repeat paint colors, you know, because I really want to focus on their individual taste and likes. Mm-hmm. And so when you come in from that approach, which is a lot different than a lot of designers who are like, I do a restoration hardware mm-hmm. kitchen mm-hmm. and that's all I do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a number one, it's way more time consuming. <laughs> A lot of client interaction, yes. which is awesome. Um, but it's but it's really, like, again, it's about them. And right. it gives it back to them. So right. they leave with a very custom, finished look. Well, and I think most people just want to be heard, right? Yes. They just want to, to know that someone's actually listening to them. Yes. And when you can pull something out of their head and their desires and turn it into reality for them, I think that's really powerful. Yes, absolutely. I love that. So you work in the family business, yes. you and your dad. Yes. And talk to me about that. I work in a family business too, but mine's a little different. Yes. <laughs> so what is it like to, to work with your dad and your family? Yes. It's great and it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I joke that um, whenever I get tired of him, I just tell him to go golf. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is wonderful in the fact that um, we are a team and, you know, wins are wins for our whole family. Yes. And... That is really great because yeah. I think a lot of times in business, Are you tearing up? I am. I love that. <laughs> I am because it's very special, and yes. I feel like a lot of people don't get that experience yeah. in their work. The fact that you can work with someone and both be on the same page. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, certainly there's things you're not on the same page about, but really you're striving for the same thing. And at the end of the day, yes, you just really have that deep understanding of each other. And I think that's just really rare in people that you work with. Especially it gets, it gives you a chance to bond with your dad. Yes. Like, you know, I don't think a lot of women get that Mm -hmm. opportunity um, in the workplace. Mm -hmm. It's very unique. Mm -hmm. And he's so great. He's so lovely. (laughs) You know, he is the most um, like level person. I'm, I'm putting my hand in a straight line right yeah. now because he his temperament is just very 
even stable yeah even keeled um a lot of times when he um tells a joke i'm like you need to like smile or like crinkle your eyes or something because people don't know you're joking right Right. (laughs) you know so i really appreciate that about him and i feel like over the years i um have gained some of that knowledge and um wisdom and stability maybe in my temperament as well and I'm really thankful for that because I think that's a great trait absolutely and you started working in the family business at 14 so I was homeschooled um, oh wow in in my schooling and so it was natural for me as a firstborn type a personality (laughs) (laughs) to be like I would like a part-time job um you know what can I do to help and that started out by sweeping the floors and sanding and putting drawers together and just small things like that and um, then it turned into just taking more and more responsibility on yes. and that just grew. And so I also found that I was a really natural in working with clients. Right. And especially in this business that we're in, so many of the decision makers are females. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, they don't really want to talk to a, a mid fifties man about their kitchen or right. their bathroom. Right. Like what does he know about hair dryers and Right. You know, how you put your makeup on. functionality. And and let alone the style. Right. And so that was a really great niche for me to um, add to the business of just being able to make that connection with women. Mm -hmm. And um, so it just naturally grew and I worked more and more with him. And so when I graduated high school, I looked around and was like, okay, what do I want to do with my life? And my parents and I went to the University of Georgia and actually interviewed the interior design school over there and I left and I told them I was like why would I go to school for four years to learn what I'm already doing yep and so I decided I didn't want to pursue a college degree and Mm -hmm. I pursued my certification through the National Kitchen and Bath Association at that point and really I'm a big learner period in life about everything I love that about you and I mean I I read like six trade magazines this weekend you know and so I'm always trying to learn and stay on top of things and attend different um, seminars because there is so inf- much information to mm-hmm. know in this business mm-hmm. and in kitchen and bath specifically. Yes. So many things, Always so many new. products. Yes. And I just really want to stay on top of it um, for the better of myself and also just to be able to help my clients better. Yeah, for sure. Um, my frustration with the, I love the UGA interior design school, the two different schools. And we've had a lot of girls come through here that work with us. My frustration is that it's very, um, What's the word I want to use? Um, made up, not the curriculum, but but their projects are it's not very real life conceptual, and it's not about working in an interior design firm. So I have a lot of girls who come in here who from the design school and want to do like models, and they think that they're going to be sitting around doing that, and it, that's not going to happen. Like mm-hmm. we're going to be mm-hmm. picking out tile samples mm-hmm. and carrying them and mm-hmm. making sure the site's clean and. You know, it's just a whole different ball game. So I felt the same way as well when I when I look at the interior design programs. I really wish that there was this like real working side to them, mm-hmm. um, which is why we do our intern program where we have the interior design girls come in, mm-hmm. and by the time the good ones that get it, but when they leave, they're like, I've learned so much about business because it's one thing to have style, it's one thing to know how to plan a bathroom in the kitchen, and it's another how to run the business and yeah. execute it properly. Right. Project management is huge. Huge, huge. Yeah. And a lot of that comes down to just communication. Yes. With clients, with vendors, with people. Yes. And knowing how to do that well and efficiently and correctly is really important. Yeah. 
So how many women work in your company versus how many men? We have three women who work in our company, myself, we have a bookkeeper and um, and then an assistant that we hired last year. She's great. She does, um, I would say, like 95% of my CAD work, which is a huge time suck Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, of my time. And so that's been really great to have her fill that role to allow me to, um, one, work a little bit less mm-hmm. and to, you know, focus on the other things that I need to mm-hmm. get done. Mm-hmm. And what is it like to have this? I mean, you have a lot of mill workers, carpenters, mm-hmm. um, and you're kind of the woman in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have? Are you accepted by the guys? Are is it ever a struggle to be heard? So we have, I would say, um, probably seventeen or eighteen guys in the back. I say, mm-hmm. um, in the shop, actually building the cabinets or installing them. We have a couple of guys up front who do the kind of technical work to get the, the pretty drawings to actual the CNC router that cuts the parts out. And it's been a process. It's been a journey yeah. to, you know, to Prove get that. That's right. Because approval, when I, I first started, I was 17. Mm-hmm. I was young. I was a female. And I the owner's was daughter. a daughter. That's <laughs> right. I was the daughter of the owner. Yeah. Like, I mean, how Everything many strikes against, against me? Yeah. So many. And so I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to work hard. Yeah. And I'm just going to prove myself. Love and it. So I, I think hard work really has been kind of the defining point of yeah. my career. It's just that I've just worked hard and just let that prove my how well I can do. I love um, that. And gain the respect of people because, I mean, I respect people that work hard. Yeah. Work hard but also work well. Yes. Um, I think that's important. And yeah. so I definitely don't take it for granted, and I work hard for it every day. Right. But um, I, I do feel like we're in a good place of most of the guys do respect me, and, um, you know, I appreciate and respect what they do yes. and what they bring to the table. And so I'm also constantly trying to learn from them. Okay, how can I do this better? Right. I mean, I asked that of someone last week. Right. Okay, you know, what can I do better in this next time? Yeah. And Or what do you need from me to help this process move along? So. And I mean, I know that it's um, 2019, it's about to be 2020, but there's still sexism. I mean, you and I've talked about it off, off, yes. the, off the record. record. <laughs> um, and you may not have experienced directly in your company, and, and I haven't experienced in my company because we both are building right. them, but from other contractors, from other people in this industry, which is a predominantly male-dominated industry mm-hmm. as far as the construction side goes, you know, it was interesting because I would go in and get a quote. I was dressed up from a client meeting, whatever. My quote was $10,000. Graham would go get a quote. His quote was $8,500. And that was something that was really appalling to me. And I realized that it's still there. It still exists. Do you ever run into those things? I mean, is it hard for you um, to deal with that? Or does it make you just want to just like, I'm just going to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Yeah, Yeah, definitely my personality is like, well, I'm just going to do better. And I'm going to just show them, right? That that I can be as good or better than them in this industry. And I, I mean, I hope that the men who work with me do say she's great. She's awesome. You know, she provides us accurate information and right. is timely in her responses. And, um, so, but I definitely run across it. I mean that, you know, that older Especially gentleman old who calls Southern, you yeah. sweetie. Oh, the worst. Um, you know, I just want to cringe. Oh, <laughs> I got a hun the other day. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You know, and so you just smile. And what do you do? I mean, you just, well, you really, I want to address it. I'm like, please don't, that's not appropriate. Like, this is, those days are over. But right. yes, in the South, you smile right. and you go, yes, sir, thank uh-huh. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
So tell me about like what your typical day looks like and tell me about, talk to me about that and then talk to me about designing kitchens. Sure. So a typical day is our office opens at um, 7.30 is when most of our guys get there. I'm Early. There. I'm there earlier than that. We will leave that time a secret um, to, to do work that I can do in the quiet. Um, usually one of my first conversations is with our installer, just talking about the project that he's at that day. You know, if he has any questions, you know, like one of the questions that came up last week was, hey, the plumbing's in the wrong place for the island. You know, what do you want me to do about that? And so having a conversation about what needs to be done, maybe contacting the contractor to see if they want to shift something or if we need to make a modification on the cabinet end. So that's usually one of the first conversations. And then um, going out into the shop, just kind of checking on things, mm -hmm. doing a walk around, making sure that things are being built correctly. Mm -hmm. um, because I have had a hand in it since the very beginning in the conversations, right. right? And so in my head, I know what's right and what's not right. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's easy for me to walk around and pinpoint things that are incorrect. And really just um, making sure that the bar of excellence is where we want it to be mm -hmm. um, for products going out the door. Mm -hmm. So um, walking around the shop, talking with people who are making deliveries, making sure they have the information they need. Usually there's um, a couple of client meetings and that could be a new client who's coming in and we're just starting the conversation about their kitchen. It could be a client who we're revising drawings and we're just kind of talking through the changes they've made. You know, it could be someone finalizing their paint colors and their hardware and then we're ready to put cabinets into production at that point. Um, so it's just kind of a mix of all of those things throughout the day it's one giant logistical juggling act yes. every day yes every single day you know and it's being able to make decisions on the fly and just be flexible mm -hmm. um for sure yeah what are some of the tools that you use and that you would recommend um whether they're like apps that you like or um you know products that you use do you write a to-do list every day mm -hmm. what do you do i have a um 15 minute calendar mm -hmm. that is details my work day and I wish I could say that I was better at um, really time blocking my time and saying okay this task is going to take me this much time and I'm going to do it from here to here Doesn't it happen. usually is yeah. one long to-do list and I just I do the day before prioritize okay one two three you know that could go to ten what's the priority of things I really need to get done today mm -hmm. um, but I wish I was better at really being realistic about what I can fit into a day. Right. Because there's always more things than I can do always. in a day. Always. Always. And my to-do list will never be finished. No. And I kind of hate that. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. But it also means you have work. Yes. And you're busy. Yes. And yes. company's working. Um, one of the things that someone on the podcast said a couple of weeks ago was that they block off their creative time. And I was like, ooh, I don't know if I can do that. Because, like, I'm creative at, like, midnight. Mm -hmm. And I'm creative at, like, 4 a.m. But I don't know if I could sit down and actually say this is my time and I've started to do it surprise surprise and actually it works it can't be in the middle of the day it has to either be in the morning or right. the evening that's right. just what works for me but I've been blocking off like two hours to just not have my phone on not have my emails popping in mm -hmm. and just literally be in a creative moment mm -hmm. and that usually takes me out of the studio because there's a lot of people in our mm -hmm. studio and it takes me to a coffee shop or at home and just kind of like getting into that thing and then it's amazing if you do that and you turn off all your distractions how much you can actually get done right I have a friend who does 45 minutes mm -hmm. so she does the 45 minutes of like one thing mm -hmm. and has her phone off during that and then she checks her phone mm -hmm. she has a 45 minute phone time like return calls return emails whatever does 
45 minutes again. I'm like, that's a lot of work for me to think about, <laughs> especially with like client yes. meetings. But I mean, I think there are systems and programs and mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to figure out what works for mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. you know? I have really put some um, boundaries in place this year that have um, sometimes have been successful in keeping them and sometimes I have not. But really yeah. trying to... Um, to only have two client meetings a day, which will give me the time I need to actually do the work that those meetings produce. Mm -hmm. Because there could be hours of work behind a one hour meeting that needs to happen to continue the process on that project. And if I just have back-to-back meetings all day, when am I gonna get all that work done? Right. And so I've really tried to be conscientious. I I started out with three meetings a day and that was not working for me. And so I bumped it to two. And I do not get that right every day, but I really, really try to do that. Yeah, that's a good system. Um, I also don't take meetings on Monday mornings because Mm -hmm. Mondays tend to be kind of crazy. And there's always stuff from the weekend that has popped up. And just to be able to have that time to just be in the office and not have to leave yes, allows me to really, I feel like, get my week started well and to have some concentrated time to take care of some things. Yeah, we do the same thing. We have a Monday morning, 8 a.m., very early <laughs> team meeting, and we don't take any client meetings, or we try really hard to not take client meetings on Monday. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a presentation Monday, mm-hmm. of course. Um, when you say you're not going to do yes, something, right. it ends up you're doing it. But, yeah, it's the same thing. And then Fridays we try to finish up in the, in the early afternoons as far as, like, client meetings mm-hmm. and just um, things that are coming from the outside and kind of wrap up the week. And we do project updates on Fridays that we mail out to everybody so we all know on the weekend where we are mm-hmm. for Monday. That's been really helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're talking about hours of work. So how long does it take to design a custom kitchen? I mean, obviously the size of the kitchen matters, um, but you know, how many hours do you spend on it and what is the process of designing a kitchen? Well, it can take as long or as little time as you want to put into it. Um, so typically a process starts with a client coming into the office. Usually they have their house plans. Mm -hmm. If it's a, it's, if it is a new construction or even a big remodel, they typically have a set of plans and we just really start talking through the space. You know, what do you like about this layout? What appliances are you planning to put in here? Mm -hmm. You know, tell me how your family likes to eat. You know, what are the specific things that you need to store? And we just really talk through the walls and the function of the Mm -hmm. space for them. And then we get into style. I don't really focus too much on finish at that point because I want to make sure that the layout and the function works right. And we can make it look like anything, right, Right. at that point. Um, And then... Then we put an estimate together, and we can put a pretty close estimate together based off of initial conversation like that. And then once a client feels comfortable with the number and wants to move forward, then we start working on elevation drawings and just making sure drawers are in the right place. We have the the appliances where they need to be. You know, um, things are worked out as far as windows and plumbing, and really just fine tune. And that process could could take two days to um you know get drawings put together it could take a week Mm -hmm. just depending on the complexity and um and then the revision process could take as you know as you know as as little or as much time as someone wants to drag their feet um and to as much time as the project allows sometimes if the project is not even built yet you know it might be helpful to wait for the studs to be up to be able to stand in the space and feel it Right. Before we finally say, yes, this is how we want it to be. And I feel like that's really important to people, especially a lot of people can't visualize things like we do. Right. You know, I can see a flat piece of paper and I can envision what that's going to look like in 3D in my head because I've just done it for so long. Right. And 
a lot of You've people can't do that. you trained your brain to yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not an immediate thing. I remember when I was younger, my mom could see space and I couldn't see it. And I had to train myself mm-hmm. to see it. And then once you have it, you always see it. Right. To a fault. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, that chair is really yes. way better over yes. there. <laughs> um, that's what I like about collaborating with you is because my designs and my clients come to me based on what they want it to look like. So when we work together, you're like, well, this is the best function. This Mm -hmm. is the best form. And then we talk about materials. And that really helps me because I'm not a kitchen and bath designer. You are. Mm -hmm. And that collaboration of making sure that my client is getting the right style and the right function and form has been key in the kitchens that we've done. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. And I... Certainly, we work with a lot of interior designers like yourself who are are working hand-in-hand with a client, helping them pick out colors and finishes and whatnot. But we also work with a lot of people who just come, you know, off the street to us and don't have that person. And so helping guide them through that process as well. But, um, I mean, it's a team effort. There's a lot of details that go into it. I talk to my appliance man almost every day, I feel like, about some question about an appliance, just because every manufacturer is different. Are we putting wood panels on it? I mean, just making sure the specifications are correct. And then even sometimes it's not right at the end of the day. Um, And we have to make modifications. But, yeah, it's just, it's a big team effort. It is. And I love the concept of standing in the space as well before you're actually, like, they're about to be finished, Mm -hmm. you know, because that is really important to me. We do so much now design work virtually, and as we mm-hmm. do you and standing in the house like we did this on the custom house we did together mm-hmm. and being like okay we've designed it this way but we want to adjust it to this point really really helps with the finished product mm-hmm. you know getting it perfect well and to be able to stand there and see the windows and see the light and actually understand how you're going to walk through the space from one to the other is just really helpful what is trending right now in kitchens and bathrooms uh, well, I, I kind of ha- hate this question because <laughs> I feel like it's so cliche, but I mean, gray, yeah. gray and white. Yeah. Um, black is coming up. Yes, definitely. We did the black yes. last year. Whether that be black paint or right. black hardware. Right. Or, um, you know, a matte black faucet. I have a client who's getting ready to use some black stainless appliances, which is a little edgy. Um, it could be just maybe some black accents in painting the windows. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Have you seen a lean into more modern? Definitely. And, you know, being here in Athens, we're always going to be somewhat traditional. Yes. That's just what this town is. But it, we are – and Atlanta is a lot more contemporary right. than, than Athens is. So we, But we do see some influence um, of Atlanta coming misdirection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, some people really like that look. Mm-hmm. Um and it's cleaner. Um, so I think things come here, but maybe a little bit slower than other larger towns. Yeah, oh, I agree. Everyone <laughs> would call me like the modern designer. I was like, I'm actually not modern, right. but right. I, <laughs> but okay. Just because I leaned a little more contemporary mm-hmm. or um, eclectic. Um, let me ask you this. I was interviewed about two months ago um, for an article about open concepts. And my thought process, which was, it was an interview on the phone, which is interesting. She was, like, typing everything, recording Mm -hmm. everything, um, was that I'm kind of over the open concepts, like the entire open concepts. Mm -hmm. Um, There's been such a reach in bathrooms for um, the European way of everything being exposed and open. Like, it's just started to come here, but I'm... 
have been seeing it all across the nation where like there's no shower doors, mm-hmm. there's no this. And then in the kitchens, of course, having the living room and the mm-hmm. dining room and everything open. And I reached this realization during this interview. Of course, it wasn't like thought about in advance. I didn't realize how strongly I felt mm-hmm. about it because I do like spaces. I like libraries. Mm-hmm. I like studies. I like separate living rooms. Now, I, I love the idea of some open space, of course. Mm-hmm. I don't want all, you know, divided mm-hmm. rooms. But how do you feel about open concept? Well, it is very popular. I mean, yeah. you look at any house plan that has come across my desk in the last year, and they are all open concept. Yeah. Now, that presents a real problem in storage. Yes. Um, a real problem or opportunity in furniture layout. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you put furniture? Like, those pieces of furniture that you have, a chest or a buffet, like where does that there's go no if there's no wall to put right, it? Right. Um, also like walls for art. Yes. If you have art or family photos you want to display, where does that go if it's if there are no walls and it's just windows? Yes. Um, but I I don't know. I feel one of my the favorite lines that I like to use is your kitchen is where life's most important conversations take place. Yes. And I feel like it's still the hub. It is. It's the hub. It of is. The house. And yeah. if that space is closed off from like the family room, right. then you're kind of um, putting a wall metaphorically between the conversation that can really happen if there's mm-hmm. a group of people in the family room and a group of people in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so having those two spaces specifically like still open to each other, mm-hmm. I think really facilitates good entertaining yes. and good family. Now, I love a formal dining room. Me too. Love I was about it. to say, that's where I draw the line. It's like, I want a dining room. Mm-hmm. Um, not only for events. Like, we eat at our table three four days a week, mm-hmm. seated, mm-hmm. you know, cloth napkins, all that. Um, I don't want to just eat my kitchen, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And we got, in America, we became so casual. Mm-hmm. Everyone stopped doing dining rooms, and they wanted just family rooms and bar stools. Mm-hmm. And now I do feel like we're kind of going back to people wanting to have people over again and have a separate dining room. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. There's still plenty of, um, the kind of the one room concept where you have the living room one in the kitchen on the other and kind of the table space in between. Yeah. There's still plenty of that, but I still love a formal dining room. Yeah. Do you have one in your house? Um, in my dream house, not in my (laughs) current house, but it is in my dream house. (laughs) I love that. Did you build your kitchen in your current house? I did. Yes. And what does it look like? Um, I probably did it, oh grief, maybe 15 years ago. It is a off-white painted cabinet um, and a mid-range color countertop, and then I have a brick backsplash. Nice. But it's, it's a white, um, you know, sided house and cute and quaint little cottage. And I love that. Yeah, I it's kind that. of perfect for that. So um, tell me about some of the most valuable things you've learned. And, you know, you started so young in this industry with your with your dad, mm-hmm. working with him. What are some of the, you know, big lessons that you've learned that you can share with our listeners about being an entrepreneur and running a business, running a business as a woman in the South, mm-hmm. running a business as the daughter's, the owner's daughter, all of the that. Goodness, that's a lot of questions. I know, I know. I'm just throwing, <laughs> I've had a lot of caffeine. <laughs> okay, let's start with what I've learned practically. Um... Our shop foreman likes to say a short pencil is better than a long memory. Mm-hmm. So measure, twi- measure twice, cut once. Yes. Always double check measurements. Um, sometimes they get you in trouble if you don't do that. Yes. <laughs> and even sometimes when you do check measurements twice, They're there still are still off. things. Yep. There are still things. Yeah. Um, 
So really slowing down enough to take in all the details is very important. In the beginning. In the beginning. You know, and that really also involves appliances. Mm -hmm. A lot of appliances have specifications. You can't put it this close to the wall or it needs this amount of space till you get to another cabinet. And if you're just putting in a random appliance as a placeholder in the beginning, that could really be affected in the end by what is finally selected. Mm -hmm. So I really push clients to go ahead and make appliance selections so that we can work around that. Um, Work hard. (laughs) Really. Um, And don't be afraid of hard work. Right. Yeah. Right. I feel like um, I'm a a millennial, but I'm on the upper end of that spectrum. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like millennials have a bad rap and some of them have earned that, that they aren't willing to work hard. And Mm -hmm. I think that's very valuable. Mm -hmm. And people... Um, respect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, being very not quick but efficient communicator, mm-hmm. and that can be quick sometimes. But making sure that you're communicating information correctly and in a timely fashion. I work with plenty of people who, you know, say, "Okay, I'll get back to you," and like two weeks later, I'm fi- trying to find out where the answer is, mm-hmm. and that just doesn't work yeah. in this day and age. People can Google it, you know, they are expecting something ASAP. And while it's important to educate people that this is a process and this is a creative process and this cannot just happen tomorrow, that we're going to work hard and we'll get an answer back to you day after tomorrow, you know. Right. But um, I think just that really excellent communication and, and responding to people in a timely fashion is very important because people don't do that. Which I agree. blows my mind because that's just like a no-brainer to me. What's your turnaround time for answering emails and phone calls? Um, emails, depending on what I perceive the urgentness of it is, I would respond that day, likely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very rare that I go three days without responding to an email. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you don't have the answers, what I'm always telling uh-huh. my staff, even if you don't know, just say, we don't know yet, we are working on it, and we'll get right back to right. you. It's right. better than, like, silence. Sure. Because what seems like not much time has passed for me, that homeowner is sitting at home just Freaking waiting out. for an answer. Yes. Um, so, yes. And and sometimes that's – their email to me signals also how quickly I need to respond. Right, right. If it's uh, really pressing or not. Um, so that's emails, phone calls is, I mean, pretty much the same day. Yeah. And then, you know – Drawings can take a couple days or a week to turn around. Yeah. Yeah. So you've learned a few good lessons. Yes. Um, What about being, you know, a woman in business? I have learned to, well, (laughs) I feel like sometimes women in this industry specifically either try to be a guy, like they try to fit in and be a man and I am still a woman yeah and I bring a different perspective to the table now I am not going to show up to a job site with stilettos and no. this cute dress right you I know, mean you might if you have to <laughs> but you're probably going to go and boot right yeah. because I know I cannot walk up those stairs no. in this <laughs> no. I mean no. again the practical side right yes. 
And so being aware, just, just being aware, being yeah. self-aware of what situation am I about to walk into, what's appropriate for this. Mm-hmm. And I want to earn the respect of those people. So mm-hmm. is stilettos and a dress going to get me that respect? It might, it might get me a type of respect, yeah. but is that the type of respect that I'm after? Probably not. Do you keep a change of boots in your car? I do. <laughs> I, have, I have little pull-on Rainy booties. season? Yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got some boots in the car. Because I feel sure. the same way. I don't want to walk around prancing in right. heels in front of all these guys. I want them to know I'm serious. Uh-huh. I mean business. I'm getting this job done. Right. And yeah, so. I think the way that you present yourself is, is how other people will perceive you and also how serious they will actually mm-hmm. think you are. And okay. I'm serious. I'm here to do work. I'm here to do good work yes. and let's get it done and yeah. let's not like fool around with this. Yes. Agree. So what about, what would you share about being, um, you know, a working for your family, working with your family? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would be your biggest like piece of advice? Cause we've had, you know, the golden pantry mm-hmm. is a family. They mm-hmm. were all worked together mm-hmm. and what is some experience that you could share or some insight into doing that? Because Lord knows I need all the help I can get. <laughs> this is a new dawn and a new day for me. Yes. I mean, we go, we wake up together talking about work. We go to bed together talking mm-hmm. about work. I mean, at least with your dad, you get some separation yes. of Thank goodness I don't and- live at home anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot. And like I said, and I love what you said earlier, you know, it's, it's such a beautiful journey. And that's actually why Graham and I decided to do this together. He said, I don't want you spending all your days with someone else. Mm-hmm. I want to spend my days with you mm-hmm. working towards a common goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and 99% of the time, like we're all like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, so excited to see each other. But mm-hmm. there's like 1% yep. where yep. we're like, mm-hmm. okay, I've had a lot today of this mm-hmm. and a lot of you and I've seen you all day and I need like a break. Yes. Um, so what would be your I advice? think, um, well, communication obviously yeah. is huge. Uh, and just being able to talk about things, talk yeah. about this is bothering me, you know, this isn't mm-hmm. working for me. Just being able to have that conversation. Um, I think compartmentalization is great. Yes. I mean, if you can compartmentalize, okay, this is home life. This yeah. is my this is my father-daughter relationship here talking. This is my, you know, work work relationship. Yeah. You know, and just being able to really compartmentalize that. I think women get a bad rap of not being able to do that. Mm-hmm. I think I'm great at that. <laughs> sometimes awesome. I, I think sometimes a number of the men that I work with are not good at that, mm-hmm. which just baffles me, but whatever. Um, so just being able to really recognize what situation you're in and what yeah. persona that requires of you. I love that. I mean, I'll wake up in the morning and be like, did you answer that email? And he's like, <laughs> we first have the coffee, then we do the things. Yes. And I, cause I'm, I always yes. think in bubbles, uh-huh. I'm very ADD. So I'm always like, this is going to go, da, da, uh-huh. da, 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 you know, so compartmentalization is huge. I love that. I think also recognizing the personality of like for you, Graham, and for me, my dad of, okay, what is their personality? What is their working style? And I'm not going to change that. I could try. And I did try in the beginning. And then I realized one, he did not like that. Right. (laughs) And two, I was beating my head against a wall because he wasn't going to change. Yeah. You know, and so I needed to adapt to how I communicated with him to get the best result. Mm -hmm. And also knowing that, you know, that's just not the way he wanted to do things. And you and I talked um, recently also about not taking things personally. Mm. And that's something that I see in a lot of women that are working for me or with me is the first months are here. They're just crying and taking (laughs) everything I say personally. And if I correct a, you know, a a grammatical error on their paper, Mm. they're just in tears. And I'm like, ladies, let's, let's get our stuff together. Right. This is a job. Mm -hmm. You're getting paid to deliver work Mm -hmm. and it is not a personal attack on you. Mm -hmm. Um, And you and I talked about that recently when we, when we went out Mm -hmm. and just saying that, 
you know, you can still be a woman, you can be a woman in business and not take every single thing personally. Well, and I think one thing that you and I are always striving for because we are the, the leader of the business is that we're not just looking at the product, but also the process and making sure that that is hitting the level of excellence that we're after. Yeah. And that means making sure the grammar is correct. And that means making sure the person that walks in the door is greeted correctly. Yes. That's not necessarily a slam against the person who's not doing it correctly. It's just, this is how we need to do it. Yep. And we're constantly, you know, making sure we're coming back right. to that center line of how we want things done. Exactly. Exactly. But it's not a personal attack. No. When you have criticism, like constructive criticism. And that is so hard as females in this business because we, our minds are going in a million different directions. We're thinking about clients. We're thinking about, you know, big picture business ideas. Yeah. And to slow down enough to recognize that that might hurt someone's feelings the way you're saying it and to evaluate how you say that to them. I mean, it is exhausting. People it's don't, exhausting. people don't realize. They I, do not realize. No, no. <laughs> I just read a quote before you got here. I was like looking on Pinterest or something, sending out a, a team message and it said, I'm not Willy Wonka. I don't sugarcoat things. Mm -hmm. And I was like, amen. That is me. I'm not here to sugarcoat this for you. Right. I mean, with clients, we walk them through it, but uh -huh. as far as getting things done uh -huh. in a rapid pace uh -huh. from multiple projects, I cannot be like, please, sweetheart, uh -huh. if you wouldn't mind uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> taking the time to correct this one little thing, it's not a big deal. It's going to uh -huh. be more like, hey, look, here's uh -huh. the error. Let's fix it. Let's get this out, you know? And that's not a personal thing. So I think that's a big lesson. Yeah, it is. For me. It is. And it's constantly, I'm, I'm, it's something I'm constantly evaluating and making sure that I'm not coming across too unkind. Because I want to be kind I in my heart. Very kind. That is the, yeah. you know, that that is how I want to work with other people is yeah. in kindness. And sometimes that comes across very short. <laughs> I, I think in the South. I don't think in the North. I, mm -hmm. I think only in the South because women have a tendency to, you know, just be very smiling and we're, we're, it'll be fine. We'll get all that done. And, you know, and you're like, actually, I need to know the bottom line. Mm -hmm. I've got mm -hmm. things to do. And so it's a different mentality. Right. And I think being clear when I ask someone to do something, like, this is what I need and this is when I need it by. Yes. Clear is kind. Yes. Did we talk about that? Yes, we Brene did. Brown? We did. Clear is kind. Yes. Yeah. I've been working on it. Do you, you read a lot of Brene Brown, oh, right? I read a lot. Period. Yeah. <laughs> what's your best, what's your favorite book? Uh, one of my favorites that I recommend to females specifically is, um, now I'm going to forget the title, but it's a really great book about women working with men. Mm -hmm. And that, when I read it for the first time, was revolutionary for me in understanding that men really do think differently mm -hmm. and how can I best work with them to get mm -hmm. the end result that I need. Yeah. Kind of a Venus Mars mm -hmm. situation, but for business. That's right. That's yeah. right. Interesting. Um, who is someone that has had this? I mean, you're you're obviously so together. You're so smart. I think you have an article with a paper you write I do, for the yes, paper. Yes, bi-weekly. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't know that until recently. For a long time. I've done that for a long time. That's awesome. <laughs> and is it about design? It, it's about, it, it's called Ask the Cabinet Lady. So it's really about anything kitchen or bath design related. Mm-hmm. You work full-time, all the time, mm -hmm. like I do. Mm -hmm. um, you love it. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that I think you and I are so similar. Like, we, we're unapologetic about the fact that we love to work, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, but who's had, who has had a big impact on your life? Like, who has helped you get to where you're going and mentored you maybe? Or, you know, who's someone you turn to mm -hmm. for advice? 
I don't know that I really have a person, a real person in my life who has mentored me specifically in the design world. I obviously, like many people do, follow a lot of people online mm-hmm. um, for their aesthetic, follow a lot of people for their business smarts and business advice. Um, I think reading is a good mentor, yes. you know. Um, Always be reading. And just yeah. observing other people I think is really excellent. Yeah. Are you involved in the community? Do you do a, like do you go to the um, Athens Homeowners Association or not whatever mm-hmm. Home, Home Builders Association? Oh, thank, you. Yes. thank you. I should I should know that. Yes, <laughs> you know I currently am not. I was involved in many things. I was on the board of Mercy Health Center years ago. I was you know involved in Cancer Auxiliary and we did Home Builders and Chamber of Commerce and those things really added to my already very full schedule and honestly businesses only gotten busier and yeah. so those were the things that weren't directly contributing to our employees to our clients to right. our bottom line that I was able to cut and say and I need to mental fo- health uh, uh, yeah. mental health yes for sure <laughs> you know I need to focus my energy in this arena right now and those are the things that are not as important they're extras that's right yeah. that's right you know who knows what the future holds and if something can come back around to my life but right now I'm just trying to focus on work and yeah. you know making that the best that it is and making sure that it's um sure for do, the future and yeah you can't do your best job if you're strung out and right I also want to join different things and do things and I start to and I get there and then I start backing out because I'm like I'm too overwhelmed mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so I, I think there's a season in your life yes. where you figure out when to do those things that are right for you and your business my sister and I are always challenging each other with um if someone asks me to do something and I don't say, hell yes, I want to do that, then it's a no. I love that. Yes. yes. I love that. So that's a real good gut check of, okay, do I really want to do this or am I saying this out of obligation? Yes. We all say yes too much, mm-hmm. especially, I think, in this industry. You know, of course I can get that to you a week early. <laughs> of course I can move all my install dates right. around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's no. Uh-huh. And you have to be confident in that no. And mm-hmm. and be confident that you're still going to deliver. You're saying no for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's not like no because I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, and two, you know, I would say this is another thing that I've learned is being um, accurate with dates that I tell people. You know, I could tell mm-hmm. someone, yeah, I can have it to you tomorrow. But that means I'm going to stay late at the office to get that done. You know, I'm going to have to change some other things that I was planning to do. Why not just tell them, actually, it'll be, you know, Wednesday before I can get this back to you, which is really an accurate time frame. Mm -hmm. And that allows me to still keep the other commitments to other people and to myself that I've already made. For sure. I'm all about commitments. Like, if we say we're having Mm -hmm. something done on December 3rd, Mm -hmm. it is done. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's done December 1. Mm -hmm. But I hate missing deadlines. I think it's the most inappropriate thing you can do. Me too. As a business owner. Me too. And that's one thing that is a real core value of ours is hitting timelines because Mm -hmm. we know that if a cabinet is not installed, if a kitchen cabinets are not installed on a date that a contractor asked for, that can mess up the entire timeline of the project. And so that is very important to us. Um, You know, if a contractor tells us, I'm going to be ready for you on Tuesday, well, we're probably going to ask if we can deliver the cabinets on Monday. I mean, we are just, that is just very important to us because we understand how important that is to the contractor. You're part of a larger thing. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know personally you love to travel. Yes. You just went on a great trip. I did. And tell me about that. So um, I went to France and Switzerland, specifically in the Alps region, and it was great. We saw 
lovely old towns in France and we did hiking in the, the Alps in Switzerland and, you know, just listening to the tinkling of the cowbells in oh. the fields. It was just, it was idyllic, refreshing, and the weather was great while it was 100 degrees here, you know, yes. it was high 70s there. Right. And it was just lovely. And we had that good is food. a good source of inspiration for you as well. Yes. Travel yeah. is probably the biggest source of inspiration for me. Um, being able to get outside the norm of what we have here in Athens and seeing other things, other cultures, other people, yeah. how um, other artisans do work, and just re- being able to open up my eyes to something different. And just break your daily routine yes. and habits. I think that's, I, I can go to Savannah, mm-hmm. you know, and it just be like a nice inspirational break for me of just riding the loop and mm-hmm. taking the same turns and, you know, mm-hmm. doing the same things every day. Mm-hmm. And I think the things that you see every day, you tune out, right? Yes. And so being able to step outside of your norm, you see things with fresh eyes. Absolutely. For sure. You also like to play tennis? Yes, I do like to play tennis. How often do you play? Um, well, fall season is coming up and I probably have committed to too much, but <laughs> I will likely be playing about three times a week. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you play in the evenings? I do. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you find, and I know I already know the answer to this question, but do you find it hard to have a balance in work and life? Well, of course. I mean, I think work always is going to ask more of me than I really, really want to give it. Yeah. Um, but I do love it. And so I'm, I'm that's, okay that's doing that. That's the hard that. part. Yes. Is, is when you find something you love, it doesn't seem as much like work mm-hmm. because you're so passionate about mm-hmm. it. But then stepping back and saying, hey, I got to do this for me is my most difficult thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, and I think, too, we bring a lot of value to clients. What we do Mm -hmm. impacts someone's life. Absolutely. I mean, a great kitchen or a great bathroom, that is something someone is going to use every day. And if that's great for them, that makes their lives better. And so we're not just providing something that doesn't impact someone's life. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I don't really believe, and this Melissa who works with us told me this, I don't really believe there's such a thing as, like, balance. I think we can have boundaries, like mm-hmm, you said. Mm-hmm. Like and setting up boundaries is key mm-hmm. to being an entrepreneur and I suck at it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm terrible uh-huh. at it. But um but it's so hard to find that like like we're talking like I'm desperate to go to yoga on Sundays. Mm-hmm. But then on Sundays I'm also really tired mm-hmm. and in my sweatpants and mm-hmm. just think, oh I could just stay home and also rest. And mm-hmm. so finding that like moments of what works for me like three days a week Mm -hmm. tennis is great Mm -hmm. exercise it's great Mm -hmm. companionship and fun Mm -hmm. and um, making sure you stick with those things Mm -hmm. are the hardest part of it right you know right I because I do like to travel sometimes I do I'm not going to say too much is there ever too much but I find when I do several things like I have a season coming up where I'm gone like three weekends in a row Mm -hmm. I know that's going to be difficult during the week because, you know, I'll leave on Friday, I'll come back Sunday night, and then it's time for the week again. And mm-hmm. I just won't have had that time at home to really prepare for the thing, the, the week ahead. Mm-hmm. And so I know that's going to be more difficult. And has that stopped me? No. <laughs> <laughs> but you're aware of it. And yes. acknowledging it and being aware of it and saying, you know, we, we've been doing a lot of four-day trips. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Mm-hmm. It's too hard. Mm-hmm. I need, a, like, five days to really pull off the, okay, get there, get there, get there, unwind, mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. like, actually enjoy myself before mm-hmm. I get back into the business mode. Right. It's hard, and it's right. hard to take five days off, too. Yeah, it is Not coming back hard. to a mountain. Yes. Yeah. Um, what is next for Weber Coleman? What What are y'all working on, and where are you going? What are the, what are some of your 
your plans and dreams and schemes. Yeah. You know, I think we feel really confident in the size business that we have. I think we really want to just continue to refine our processes, refine um, the people that we have in the different roles, make sure the right people are in those roles. We have, um, you know, some older people in some positions and we want to make sure that we are training up new talent for that. And um, I'm always looking for, is there better hardware that we can be using? Is there, you know, is this the best finish? Just making sure that what we are doing is very excellent and staying as cutting edge as we can be so that we're still producing a really excellent product. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you don't imagine growing the business like much bigger. And I love that. That's something that um, one of my good friends, Lindsay Elwood, who is a financial advisor in town, she told me, you need to decide how big you want to be mm-hmm. and stick to it and mm-hmm. be happy with mm-hmm. that and not always be trying to go the extra mile and you know do the extra push because ultimately – you can be happy at any level, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with what you have. Sure. And each larger level requires more of you. Yes. It also requires you to give up some things. Yeah. And so really def- finding out what's important to you. Yeah. You know, and, and knowing that I think helps you decide how big you want your business to be. So what's next for you personally? What's next for me personally? I don't know. Uh, keep keep um, strong on those boundaries. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yes. I do want to keep working on delegating and um, training up this assistant to take over more responsibility. Um, yeah, just keep keep striving for better. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the name of your podcast, Striving for Better. <laughs> I can do that at like 4 a.m. on, you know, Saturday morning. <laughs> Well, thanks for being here with me today. Yes, I loved it. You are such an inspiration. You're so amazing. You're so hardworking, and you deliver such an incredible product. I mean, I love working with you, and I also love when I come in, you and I are both like A, B, C, D, E, and then we're just done. <laughs> yes. And not everyone works that way together, mm-hmm. and I feel like that is just an incredible gift that you have, mm-hmm. and um, you, I mean, the kitchens that we've done, let's talk about mm-hmm. it. The last kitchen we did together was in Better Home and yeah. Gardens. I mean, that's incredible. National yes. publication. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're really, really an expert in your field. And I'm just honored to know you to be your friend. I'm calling myself your friend. <laughs> and, We're friends. <laughs> and to have you today. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Wow. That was awesome. A big thanks to Jessica Weber of Weber and Coleman um, for being on my podcast today. We had so much fun. I learned so much. I hope you did too. And for sure, if you ever need any cabinetry done, Weber Coleman, they do a fantastic job. So thanks for listening in. Next week, we have another big guest, and uh, I hope you'll follow along. Have a great week. Bye-bye.